all praises to the Most High Yahweh, creator of all things, worthy of all praise, glory, and honor, power, and majesty, and dominion forever and ever. Also acknowledging his only begotten Son, our Lord and Savior, Yahweh Shah Hamashiach, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Sovereign of Sovereigns. Also acknowledging the Ruach HaKadesh, which is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, the Comforter, leading and guiding in all truth and righteousness, bringing all things to remembrance. Good morning to my brothers and sisters and ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Talking Prophecy. Let's get right into it. As you notice as I do my episodes, that when I get to the Ruach HaKadosh, I, I give several names. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, the Comforter. This is because all of these talk about the one. It also works on the negative side with the um, beast, the Antichrist, the man of sin, the son of perdition. All these names are describing one certain individual. So we must first understand that this occurs in the scriptures a lot. It will give you different names, but it's speaking about the same event or person. So now I want to clear up something right off the bat with the, um, the Antichrist. This one person that I'm referring to has a, a certain destiny no one else has. The man of sin, the Antichrist, the beast, the son of perdition, is the one that's going to reign 42 months from great tribulation to the second coming. And as the Savior comes back at the second coming, this Antichrist and the false prophet, they're going to be taken and cast into the lake of fire. This is the only Antichrist. There are many Antichrists, but I'm talking about the Antichrist. He dies when he's cast alive into the lake of fire. Right out the box, let's pinpoint great tribulation. Matthews 24, 15 and verse 21. When ye therefore see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place, whosoever readeth, let him understand. For then, verse 21, for then shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor, excuse me, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of this of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. Okay, still was not satisfied with verse 21, so here we go again. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. So that tells you right there, you have to see the abomination of desolation entering into the holy place. First of all, that's Jerusalem. We're talking about Jerusalem and the temple and the man of sin will come in there and stand up and proclaim himself to be the most high and above everything. So that's number one. We're looking for that. This is how you know Great Tribulation is getting ready to start. Apostle Luke put it this way. And when ye see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Then let them which are in Judea 
flee to the mountains and let them which are in the midst of it depart out and let not them that are in the countries enter there into. For these be the days of vengeance that all things which are written may be fulfilled. So now we have two components. We have the Antichrist entering into the temple and we also have the armies compassing Jerusalem. And we know that through the scriptures that the Antichrist will be the head of all these armies. So they move at his command. These armies are also twofold. Some are the other nations and some are these creatures that have come out of the bottomless pit. This is what makes up the army. The, the um, nations following the ten horns and the Antichrist and those creatures that come up out of that pit when the bottomless pit is open. So you have two things to look out for. Jerusalem being encircled, compassed about, and the Antichrist entering into the temple. So if you're not paying strict attention, even if you have the, the mindset to notice these events, you give yourself a chance to escape sudden death. But also take note, that these two scriptures are called by two different names, but they're describing the exact same event. One is great tribulation and the other is called the, um, the days of vengeance. So they're the exact same thing. They're just used. They're just using, they're just under different names at this time, but they're speaking to the exact same event. How do we know that this is the same event. Let's read Matthew 24, verse 16, 19, and 20. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. 19. And woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. 20. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. I stuck that in there because that's a reference to the marriage supper of the lamb. Remember, the woman flew away for a time, times and half a time, which is the same 42 months. But she flew away to the marriage supper. A little off topic, but I, I wanted to point that out. OK, let's go back to Luke, Luke 21, verse 21 and 23. Then let them which are in Judea flee into the mountains and let them which are in the midst of it depart out. And let not them that are in the countries enter there into. But woe unto, the, unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. For there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people, which is Israel. All right. So now you see great distress in the land. Same thing as great tribulation. Same thing as the days of vengeance. Same thing as Jacob's trouble, same thing as the day of the Lord. All of these different names are describing the exact same time period. Let's gather some more evidence to this point. Acts chapter 2, 1920. The book of Acts chapter 2, 1920. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke 20 
the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. <laughs> Let's go to Joel 2 verse 30 and 31. Joel chapter 2 verses 30 31. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood, fire, and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before, very key, before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. A very big sign. So the sun must be turned into darkness before the day of the Lord, before Jacob's trouble, before the days of vengeance, before great tribulation, the sun must be turned into darkness, the moon into blood. So now we have a lot of people out here telling you that you're in great tribulation. But the scripture clearly tells you that the sun must be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. Do you see that? First of all, these events are happening in Jerusalem. Where are you? Are you in Jerusalem? Are you in captivity? You can't have it both ways. The scripture clearly speaks that in the land of your captivity, it's completely separate from when you return back into the land of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's what second Exodus is all about, to return you back to the land. But they have you in World War III in your captivity. This is because one, they just don't know any better, or two, they are intentionally trying to deceive you. So again, before that great day comes, before that day of vengeance, you know, great tribulation, great wrath, before that day approaches, that sun has to be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. Some more evidence that we're talking about the same time, time frame. All of those different titles and names are speaking to the same time frame. Matthew 24 and 1, I mean, excuse me, Matthew 24, verse 21. For then shall be great tribulation. Such was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. That puts a, 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 a seriousness, a severity to it that can't be beat. It's telling you this is the worst it's going to get. Jacob's trouble. Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. It's telling you the same thing from different people using different titles. Jacob's trouble. Great tribulation, days of vengeance. It's all telling you the same story of these events that's going to take place at the same time under different names, but it's the same event. So how does Jacob's trouble, the Lord, the day of the Lord, days of vengeance, great tribulation, how does that start? Well, we just read that earlier. When you see the Antichrist going into the um, temple, proclaiming himself to be the most high. That triggers, that's going to trigger great tribulation. When you see Jerusalem compassed about with armies, 
If you're living in this time and you see these events, you know what's going down. You already know what time it is. If you're living in Jerusalem, time to get out of it. Time to leave. Time to pack nothing. Just time to move. That's all the time you have if you see these events. But this is how great tribulation will start. This is how the days of vengeance will start. When you see the Antichrist enter in the temple or you're seeing Jerusalem compassed about with armies, it's getting ready to start. 42 months, this is the Antichrist claiming his reign, his 42 months reign from great tribulation to the second coming. At that time, he will be gathered, him the false prophet, and cast into the lake of fire. So, which comes first? The fallen angels cast to the earth or the start of great tribulation? The answer is the fallen angels being cast to the earth. How do we know that this is before great tribulation? Well, once the fallen angels are cast to the earth, one of the angels would have the key to the bottomless pit. This is what's going to cause the sun to turn into darkness. As he opens up that pit, like it's going to be like a great furnace and it will darken the sun. And I guess the effect it'll have on the moon is turn it to blood. I mean, it doesn't say it, but in every other scripture you see hand in hand, sun turning to darkness and the moon turning to blood. So I'm assuming at that point that the moon will turn to blood because of the same thing that made the sun turn dark. But let's read Revelations 12 Verse 9 and 17. And, the, and that great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then 17. And the dragon was wroth with the woman, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of power, and have the testimony of Yahweh Hamashiach. So now, this woman escapes the dragon. Remember, he wanted her first. Cast out flood, the earth helped her. The wings were given, she flew to her place, to where she would be feeding and resting, which is the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, those who got purged from her, because they weren't keeping the commandments the right way, or they were involved in rebellion of some form, they became purged and left on earth. The woman escaped and went to another place. This is the marriage supper. So now the devil is wroth and he's coming to make war, meaning start great tribulation. Because remember when he's cast to the earth, the angel opens that pit. The beast must ascend from that, op that um, open bottomless pit. He comes from there with a deadly wound. That must be healed. So once that wound is healed, then transference of power from Satan to the Antichrist. Then the Antichrist is fully loaded and will go into the temple and start great tribulation. So all of these events must take place before great tribulation. The bottomless pit has to be open. The beast has to ascend from that bottomless pit. The beast has to have his deadly wound healed. And the transference, transference of power from Satan unto the beast. All of those things happen before great tribulation.
That's why when you recognize that that sun has been darkened, you know that these devils have landed. These fallen angels are on earth permanently now. They're no longer able to go from earth back into heaven. They are strictly earthbound creatures at this point in time. That's why the woman was able to fly away from them because th that capability is not with them anymore. They're here bound to the earth. All right, so there, there, there are also many other events that must take place before, you know, so you can recognize what's going on in Great Tribulation. I mean, people say Great Tribulation and they, they leave it so vague that, like I've said before, they have Great Tribulation in our captivity time and they do not go together. So there are many other things that we need to look for in Great Tribulation that has to happen that can prove right now that we're not in great tribulation. All right. One of those things, I'll ask you a question. Who will give the instruction to build an, the image of the beast? The, Im the image of the beast must be built. Who gives that instruction? Revelation 13 verses 11 13 and 14 and I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb and he spack as a dragon and he goeth when he doeth great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast saying unto them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword and did live. So here we see another player, the false prophet, the second beast. He would be able to come in, perform the miracles in front of the beast that will deceive the people. And he is the one, the second beast, the false prophet, that says we should build an image unto the beast that had the wound that was healed. So do you see that? Do you see that today? <laughs> you know, let's start staying closer to the scriptures and less to what people say. Anybody can say anything. And if you don't practice staying tight to these scriptures, believe me, you're going to find yourself deceived. Another question I have for you. What causes people to take the mark of the beast? What will cause the people to take the mark of the beast? Revelations chapter 13, 15 and 16. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that and cause as many as would not worship Excuse me, I kind of butchered that, so let's go back. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. So who causes people to receive the mark? The image of the beast. Not the Antichrist, not the false prophet, but the, Im but the image of the beast. The false prophet 
will have the power to give life unto the image of the beast. And the image of the beast will begin to speak. Pardon the transmission. Um, the, um, yeah, the transmission over the radio. So the image of the beast is the one that's going to cause people to take the mark of the beast. He will be given life by the false prophet. And he will cause those that will not worship the image to be killed. Those that will, they'll receive the mark in their right hand or in their forehead. So, do we see this image of the beast today? Have you heard it? Seen, have you ever seen it in your lifetime? I've never seen these things in my lifetime. I've never seen the sun darkened to that point with what it's talking about. Or the moon turned to blood. And I'm not talking about a blood moon. I'm talking about something way away from the ordinary. There's no image of the beast right now. We're not even in Jerusalem. We are in our captivities. When the image is built, it then has to be brought to life by the false prophet. All of these players in great tribulation are not here. So what makes up you think you're in great tribulation? Someone said it. That's all it took for you to believe that? Someone told you? We're not as strong as we think. We don't believe the word like we think. Stay tight to the scriptures. We're not in that time right now. We're looking forward to second exodus will be a time of blessing. But I, I'm going to get into that in, a, in the other video that I'll make. So I hope this was better, better, ben, beneficial to you and edifying. Um, because this is what's the truth. So all praises be to the Most High Yahweh, His only begotten Son, Yahweh Shai, and to the Ruach HaKadosh. I love you, brothers and sisters. Let's continue to strive daily till we meet again. Selah.